Welcome back to Unpaid Movie Critics. Woo to the who. I'm here with the illustrious, the daffy, the darling, the woman who composes a new theme song for herself every morning that is reminiscent of a 1980s cartoon, Miss Becky Fixel. Okay, and Mr. Sametz, I do not know what you have in your mug over there every week. I, it makes me wonder with these intros. And I just want to check with you. Do we have any updates on your screen or your, uh, oh my gosh, can't even think of words. I write for a living. Your script. There we go. Well, I, I mean, the scripts are all done. We're just still you're in still the pitch phase. So a few people, it went out for a few, a few people um, today, actually, so. Good. Do you have a link that we can put somewhere where people can purchase items that might help fund having the movie made? Or are they? Yes, there is a site, Becky. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. It's delightful and fun. Um, I will share that later. Oh, okay. So you will provide me that so I can put it in the show notes and on the website. So it's not just MikeTheFanboy.com? Well, that's a website name, but I uh, I don't have an, uh, there is a link on there to like some eBay stuff, but uh, I'm going to do some Facebook stuff too and, and kind of start sharing some more stuff just to kind of get some more funding going. We do have some partial funding for the film, but uh, we're, you know, it's not going to dent the budget budget. So. Okay. Well, yeah. but still any little bit helps and you know, getting a little more space out of your storage area may make it so other items can come in, especially near yeah, the you holidays. Know, <laughs> when you have like 3,000 things that are just <laughs> posters or eight by, you know, 11 by 14s and 12 by 18s, not including Funko Pops albums, counter stands, props, frames, hoverboards. And you, know, you want more we have stuff. A lot of shit. Yes, I love more stuff. Okay. I love more stuff. Well, all right. So you will make sure that we have an active link and maybe a way that they can purchase things from you on Facebook. If anybody wants to craft things. And if anyone's looking for anything specific too, they can always hit me up at Mike at MikeTheFanboy.com because I might have something. Awesome. So this week, Mike made the decision, well, last week he made the decision that we were going to discuss movies that we watch and can watch over and over and over again. So let's- Yeah, like your warm, your hot chocolate movies, you know, like the, the movies that make you, if you're having a bad day, you can watch them. It's just one of those things and they can put you in a better place. Yeah, so not like- um, Requiem for a Dream that you have to be at the top of your game to watch because it will depress you no matter what. 100%, and I don't think I could ever watch that movie again, but I really liked it. <laughs> I really liked it too, but again, it's been years because you really have to be in the right mind space for that. So Yeah, it's a tough one. It is very much. So this is our happy movies, and let's start with mm-hmm. yours, which is... Let's start with yours. Why don't we start oh. with yours? Because we okay. always start with mine. All right, so we're going to start with mine, which was 2010's Easy A, mm-hmm. which... I, I watched it again and I crack up through the whole movie. And a part of it is her depiction. You know, we know she's too old for high school there, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's her depiction of kind of, she's not an outcast, but she's not the popular girl. She's just the girl getting by and mm-hmm. suddenly becomes the center of attention. And she has crazy ass parents, which the parents, I'm sorry, they could not have cast, I mean, they're hilarious. Yeah. Well, I think Emma Stone in general is is awesome in this movie. It really definitely, I think it was her first movie that people really saw her pop, you know, role-wise. I mean, she was able to shine in a very um, likable, in a very- uh, Relatable. She she was very relatable. She was just fun. She wasn't, you know, and she she can pull off. And this was something we talked about when we were discussing Carrie, the remake of Carrie, that Chloe Grace Moretz couldn't pull off the outcast of Carrie. But Emma Stone, as gorgeous as she is, she did pull it off as the outsider. Right. And easy. Yeah, sorry, my phone keeps ringing for some reason. Because you're an important um, screenwriter. So, so important. 
so important. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, for me, it's always that kind of feel good movie. Although this time I did have a slightly different, oh, my cat, sorry, slightly different experience with one part of it. Um, when Penn Badley picked her up at the mm-hmm. restaurant and took her home. Mm-hmm. So I just finished watching the last season of you. And then, so then I'm just like, yeah, he's nice now, but he's going to kill you. Just don't get in the car, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because he does that role so well. And I love that show. And I don't know why I've watched this, this movie so many times. And that's just never clicked over the past few years. That that's him. And I was just like, that's oh. funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, I still love the movie, but it just kind of made me laugh, you know. Well, I haven't seen you yet, so I didn't have that experience. You need to see you. Do you not? I hear like, it's really good. Yeah, I hear it's really good. It, it reminds me, and it's, I mean, not exactly, obviously, but it reminds me sort of like Dexter. You know, he's got the narration right. and he's got the, the urges and all of that, but it's the stalker thing. The first season for a lot of women, they have issues mm. because a lot of us have dealt with really creepy, weird dudes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's that, but then it's just so damn. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I think Easy A is one of those fun movies. I think it got a little, I mean, people found it when it was first released, but then I think it's one of those movies that people find later as well. Like, you know, when it's on, it's on cable and it's there, you know, and it's a great little supporting cast. You had uh, Cam Giganti. He was kind of fun. I mean, way too old for high school. I'm like, oh boy. Well, they all kind of are. Let's be real. You know, it didn't feel as weird as like Greece, where, yeah, they look 30 and they're in high school. You know, they they looked younger, but they were still all too old for high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but Lisa Kudrow was really fun. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. It was a great little ensemble. It really is. And it was a cute movie. And it was a great play on the classic Scarlet Letter. Yep. where she did that and I thought that it was really well written I, I I really felt like it's one of those teen movies that you can watch any time in your life and you really kind of right. still relate to it and, and that's rare I mean it's rare when it clicks like that and it pops and I think that's really important and fun well and you know and it kind of reminded me too because I mean there's a lot of the references to the John Hume movies and it's mm-hmm. kind of like one for that generation, which is, you know, a little after ours, but it kind of had those feelings, even though we're not in Shermer, Illinois. So, right. you know, although the, we always laugh at the end credits because that is the longest kind of drive down, you know, a street on a lawnmower. No one's going to ride a <laughs> lawnmower that long, you know? <laughs> so it just, you know, silly things, but it's a teen movie. So it's supposed yeah. to, so it's just kind of fluff. Well, I mean, no, there's something to say. And that's, again, the topic of this week is that those fun movies that are fluff that you can watch and it just puts you in a place. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It is is a movie like this, when you, we call it fluff, quote unquote, because it's not like Requiem for a Dream and meaningful, but how powerful is it? And, and, and to think about this, how powerful is it to have a movie like this? If you're in a bad place or having a crap day, you can put it on and it changes your mood and even if it's like a 12 percent right that's really powerful it is and it's harder to go yeah it's harder to go from sad to happy happy to sad is easy you know tragedy can occur at any moment in our life you know you can make someone bummed but to make someone happy is really difficult it is and so I, i mean i know it's easy to dismiss a movie and call these like flop but i don't think that's right but no, I mean, level. I'm not saying fluff is a bad thing, though, because we all need. No, no, no. And we need to have these movies that we can watch over and over and over that turn off our brains and we don't have to worry and focus on the shitstorm that is a pandemic around us. You know, right. it's nice to have that little escapism. And that's kind of what movies in general provide. But, you know, ones that you can actually turn on and make you happy and, you know, or just change how things are in your you know day or tune out what's going on is perfect yeah and it's really nice i mean that that in and of itself right Mm -hmm. to just have those moments and and to sit there with someone like emma stone for you know an hour and 45 minutes going through this little journey that for her is life and death but in reality you know like okay you're gonna get over it later on honey yeah Um, although high school is just meh later anyhow you know yeah i mean it's just reality so uh, it, 
it's kind of one of those things. It's it's just such a fun, it's a fun moment in time. And it's a fun minute to, to watch these kind of little movies. And I think there's there's a lot of them out there, but there's not a lot of them that are successful. Right. And I think to me too, like this one is one that I, I like, because it reminds me almost like 10 Things I Hate About You. It's this updated mm-hmm. version of these classical stories. Right. You know, and, or even Clueless, if we go, you know, Emma and all of that. She's Emma. Yeah. Yep. Which it's this kind of updated one. And both of those movies are ones that I could watch all the time too. They're, they have a good story base and right. they just update it and make it fun. Absolutely. And I think this one was kind of, I wasn't, when I remember seeing it for the first time, I wasn't really sure. I was like, Scarlet Letter. I mean, that's how to, you know, that was kind of a, I mean, that's like going, hey, you know what we should do? Let's do the Crucible. <sighs> you know, thank God but, that happened, but watch, that'll be released next year again. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and let's do it with kids. And, you know, <laughs> they're going to kill the witches. It's like, you know, one of those things, but it's, it's kind of one of those fun, fun surprises. Right. Like I wasn't expecting much and then here it was and I really enjoyed it. And I thought, you know, like, again, when you have an ensemble, it was Emma Stone's movie. Oh, absolutely. Pure and simple. But, and this was Allison Janney, you know, this is before when she, um, before she got these quirky little roles she started doing. You know, this is the first one that kind of popped her out. You know, she was in West Wing and she was very kind of, you know, that role wasn't, the crazy mom but no. then she started then she did 10 things i hate about you yep you know she or, or or reverse i'm sorry she had 10 things i hate about you the easy a but easy a really gave her that um right um, and like i said the when pe- she did i tanya oh, and after that she did i, I tanya that one and, oh you have to see i tanya it was so well done it was margot robbie's best acting role i think to date really she's okay. so good in it um I'll add it to my running award season to watch yeah, during award season, I think I saw that like three times. Oh, really? It was, it was one of my favorite movies of that season, yeah. So talk yeah, to me. Yeah, she's great in it. Talk to me a little bit about award season out there, because I'm starting to get the things here for screen. Mm-hmm. And my, Wait, because you're a member of what again? The Detroit, Detroit Film, Film Critics, Critics Association? Society. <laughs> so with that, they send to the kits and I get a lot of emails for your consideration stuff, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. how is it different out there like from your perspective because you're part of these things you have actually in-person screenings I'm guessing for most compared to what we have yeah we have a lot um it's crazy like I thought this season with the pandemic just kind of popping is it there is it gone no one really knows um but yeah we have a lot even this weekend we have screenings with like the cast of Belfast and the cast of that new Benedict Cumberbatch movie and the there was a couple of things yeah, there was the House of Gucci was Monday okay. or Tuesday with the whole cast with Gaga and Jared Leto and Ridley Scott. I decided not to go. Um, <sighs> I know it's funny because it's like this. I talked to my friend. I'm like, do we want to go? Do I not want to go? And not to sound like, you know, him and Haw, but it's like how many people would chop their finger off to, you know, and to be in a room a with Jared Leto, Ridley Scott, Jared Leto, you know. You've been waiting for a year and a half for these shows to, or these events to come back. And now you're just kind of like, eh, and skip. So, Well, a lot of it has to do with venues and like, you know, is there going to be access, you know, yeah. you meet people. Um, and is it, you just want to see the movie? Because I was, oh. I was like, I kind of wanted to see House of Gucci. I kind of wanted to see what people thought of it first, because... I think it can go either way. Right. That's one I haven't seen um, yet. It should be coming soon on my list, I'm guessing. I'm assuming, yeah. And I, I don't know. I just kind of was like, I don't think this venue is going to be good. I, and I was right. And uh, <laughs> I mean, we made the right choice. So I'm not sad about missing it. But at the same time, it's still a lot of effort. You know, people, you know, when you say that, you still have to drive across town in traffic find parking, mm-hmm. stand in line for an hour and a half, two hours, get a seat. Then you're sitting in the theater with all these people. And I might maybe have to wear a mask the entire time. Yep. And as far as I, and I still agree with masks, don't get me wrong. I just don't like wearing them. And, and it's really hard to focus on a movie when you have to wear a mask the whole time. Well, see, and I'm not having so much a problem with that. It's the 
most of the movies coming out are two hours and a half, 245, 2.50. And we have a ton coming out because pandemic held a lot of them back. And now Mm -hmm. they're trying to pile them all on, plus the ones that were originally supposed to come out this year, all at the same time. So it's, you know, which I kind of understand they want to get them off the shelves and in theaters, but that's going to make the awards even harder when there's even more to choose from than usual. Yeah. And, you know, and this season is already, already front runners, nothing I'm like dying to see, frankly. Right. Um, so it's kind of tough. It's like, well, I'll go, but. You know, and it's funny. And, you know, the, and also the problem with, F- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. The problem with FYC season two is these movies tend to be really heavy. Mm-hmm. you know and it's not like there's not these candy these candy films where it puts you in a better place it they're fucking bummers you know what i mean right like oh and you I know mean, it's like the problem is too is like one of the links i got has 30 movies in it right okay so if i watch one of those a day and say 10 studios send me one of those links with 30 movies in it when do i sleep plus go to the theater plus run my site plus 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 Oh, right. and the holidays, um, you know, yeah. so it's a lot of, a lot of things. And I don't know, it's, it's interesting, you know, especially being this far away from Los Angeles, you know, yeah. how we're doing it. I mean, like the first things are starting to arrive like in the last week or so, but you know, I'm just, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. Well, yeah, it's funny. Cause I RSVP'd for a screening of a movie called Mass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that looks like fun. <laughs> it had people I love. I love Ann Dowd. I think she's amazing in Handmaid's Tale. Martha Plimpton, I've really enjoyed. She was great in Raising Hope and obviously the Goonies and Parenthood. I'm like, ooh. And then uh, Jason Isaacs was in it. I was like, I love this cast. Right. Such a fun thing. Oh, this would be really great. And then I read it and it's about a mass shooting. Oh, and no. the tragedy that occurs. And I was like, out. No. You, Can't you know- do it. There, there was a list that somebody shared on um, somebody else's page on Facebook, and it was the top movies of the year from Rotten Tomatoes, and it's being updated, right. you know, and I'm going through it, and I'm seeing three, four movies a week in a theater right now, plus what I'm watching at home. I, got, I was like, I've only seen 20 of these, and I was like, well, into 200 movies, and I was like, yeah, there is no way to process all of these it's it's interesting and granted that is more it's partially calculated from you know web reviews and whatever but partially from people who actually went and saw the movie yeah which is great which is going to vary a lot when it comes to award season mm-hmm. but i was going through and i'm like i haven't even heard of most of these yeah it's, so, it's wild and you're kind of like going this is a lot process it is a lot to process and then like this week even today i didn't have i didn't turn the tv on i didn't watch any screeners today i've got like another cartoon or something i need to screen for disney and i'm just Mm -hmm. like my eyes need a break it's all this information coming in constantly and it's just starting if you really think about it because and they didn't push the oscars back again this year so i don't i think it's march now right is when the oscars are there so you're going to get you know, it's going to be bombarded up until at least, I think, probably beginning of March and of February, where usually it's in is earlier than that, as far as I know. Which I know, like, we have a couple screening days coming up, and then we have to vote later, but are, I don't know if they're adjusting that due to the new schedule or not, because as of right now, it's at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. But then if everything's That's- pushed out, you know... I don't know. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's just interesting overall. Yeah, it's a fun season. I mean, honestly, we get two waves. We get <clears throat> the film season, which is now. Film season sort of overlaps with TV season because for SAG and some other voting, TV and uh, movies are at the same time. And then there's, um, being the TV Academy, there's TV Academy season. And then there's like two months of just like event after event after event. Of all these people trying to get you to watch their shows and then though that voting i think is um june okay so it's like there's two heavy months 
there's two heavy months of, of TV shows, just constant. So it's a lot to process. It is. And I mean, you know? like I said, too, these movies coming out and they're all two hours and a half, 245. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm working on training my bladder to last that long again. But right. You know, well, and we just, yeah, we just did a, um, they just had a handmaid's tale event here with four members of the cast. Um, and I, I, I know that's a heavy show. Mm-hmm. But I still love that show. I love that show quite a bit. It's one of the best ensembles. <clears throat> it's really well done. Elizabeth Moss is a national treasure. That's all I'm saying. Um, and I, I, you know, it was for for supporting members of the cast. But I was like, oh, that's fun to go to, you yeah. know. And so uh, some of us went, and uh, it was a fun, it was a fun night, you know. And uh, so that was one of the TV ones they we've been doing, and then. Film, I haven't, um, I haven't really done too many yet. I kind of want to see how the whole thing plays out and what the restrictions are, and right. you know, it's tough because I don't want to sit. You know, it's like you're standing in line with people, and it's it's a lot of people, and then you go into a theater, and that'll be still a lot of people, and I I'm not comfortable wearing the mask the whole time, right. even though I have my respect mask that someone sent me in the mail. You should have more than um, one. I have more than one. I've used them. <laughs> but it's 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 a thing and it's like I want to be comfortable in the movies and when I see oh. a movie for me personally I like to have a film or a movie theater escapism right and wearing a mask kind of takes you out of it it takes out of it and so it makes the whole experience you know it makes the whole experience more of a trudge than something fun to do now some of my screenings I go to one of the studios makes us get or take take a COVID test before each one within 48 hours. Oh. So one of these, this is for next week. I have three more coming. Um you do it yourself? Like yeah. does it take is it, really I never I never did the test. You do it yourself, you you swab it yourself, which is much better than when I before I had surgery last year and the lady scraped the back of my eye. Um <laughs> God, that was horrible. But nobody can go in that screening unless they have passed a test within 48 hours. So, so do you there, bring the test with you? You know, you it gives you a digital readout and it has a code. Um, and the digital readout you take a shot of and you email it to them and then you take the code and it uploads the information to the portal. So they have all of your information, the last date you were tested, the results and all of that. So oh. there's a little bit of peace of mind there, you know, because I know anybody in that theater with me, which is just, you know, other local critics has... Right you know, they're negative within the last 48 hours. Granted, this is just a screenshot in time. You know, you could leave the house and go get exposed, but there's at least that peace of mind and you feel a little more comfortable. Yeah. But there's no way that these theaters are going to start requiring testing for that. You know, to go in and- No, it's impossible. You can't. I mean, some, some concerts and other venues are trying it, you know. I got invited on a, it was painful to turn down an all expense cruise. Wow. Fantastic. Except you're not required to be vaccinated. You just had to have a negative test by the time you board. So, and my thing is cruises were already, you know, vectors to viruses (laughs) before COVID. And I really don't want to be trapped on a ship with strangers for who knows how long. Right. So, you know, it's this weird comfortability level and I'd have to fly there either out of LA or out of um, Florida. Oh, well. And either, I mean, Florida is only like a two hour flight. It's not as bad, but it's right. So, yeah. So, (laughs) you know, you can go to the swamp or California. I mean, you know, well, I mean, I like Florida to visit, but we also know that they're not very um, COVID safe. Yeah, that's the nicest way to put it. Yes. I was trying to think of a nice mm-hmm. way to say that. And my friends that are there are, but you know what the media portrays, at least, that, you know. And who knows what the media, you know, I, I always have my issues with what media says and what's actual true for anything, you know. Um, right. Sorry, there was a weird noise but, in the corner. Oh. Plants are losing. Maybe it's, maybe it's the ghost of Florida. It could be. It very well could be. <laughs> Well, I mean, not- but yeah, it's interesting. You know, it really is interesting. Um, maybe that maybe that was Joe Biden's 
poll ratings going down wah, as we wah. speak. Eh, I mean, he's president. Nobody really likes the president. So no, actually, his poll went up four points. I shouldn't say that. I just was like, that was an easy joke. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it is it's a it's a thing. It's 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 so true. It's like, what is where are we at in life? Where you know, are we shut down? We're not shut down. It's spending for yourself. There's no more you know pandemic assistance for anybody. But things aren't really open. So but the college is in your area. Open. I have a friend who's an animation student in your area and they are, mm-hmm. um, the college dropped any student not vaccinated out of in-person classes. She is one of three students left in her class. Really? Yes. And she's like, I love you, California. I love you, Los Angeles. And I was like, okay, I, I'm, I mean, if you're not vaccinated, go online. So yeah. yeah. I mean, they can go online. That is a thing. I mean, they didn't drop them from the college, right? Uh, I don't know. She said they were dropped from the classes. So I don't mm. know. And I don't know which college it is or anything, but she said she's one of three left, but being an animation student and having that much one-on-one time with somebody who's potentially in the industry, because it's right there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a map. Just amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I do feel, but I don't, I do. I, I don't know. know. I know. It's bad. I don't know if it's right that because there's so many reasons, right? Why people wouldn't get it. Right. I mean, you know, people portray people, the media portrays people that don't have the vaccine as crazy people. Are they crazy? I think. Um, yes. Some, yes. Some, Not you know, it's like, we're going to, you know, the people that won't wear a mask at Costco, it's like, get their fucking, stop being a child and just do it. Just you know, the car but, because you can show up at your freaking door and not have to talk to people. Yeah, it's really insane. But I, I don't know how far it should go. And I don't know how far it should. It sh- I, don't, I don't know. I just don't know. I know. I, I, I struggle with it a little bit because I'm like, is this right or wrong? And should should we force it? And because, you know, you know, it's still one of those things. I mean, you know, how many times in history, you know, look at Canada with the thalidomide issue. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, this isn't, I mean, you know, there, I remember I remember being prescribed an allergy pill and then, you know, I was terrible at taking it because I just was terrible at taking it. And then kind of thank God, because it was proven to cause cancer a couple of years later. And my doctor was like, well, don't take that anymore. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Right. People. Yeah, I know. And there was like, there was a um, antacid or something that was causing issues. I want to say in the last five yeah. or 10 years too. So, I mean, it's this really weird thing. And being in the Midwest, I mean, it's 30 degree nights right now. People are going inside. People mm-hmm. are, I mean, I don't know if you saw you. I mean, obviously it's your market. Saw the MSU and U of M game outside last weekend. No. Everybody was packed shoulder to shoulder, maskless. Yeah. But they're outside. But I mean, sure, there's but. vaccinated people in there too. So, you know, but that type of situation, I don't know, like movie theaters with small amounts of people, I'm okay with at this point. Mm-hmm. Going back to Broadway shows and those packed theaters, I don't know yet. I just, I'm not there yet, I don't think. So, yeah. It's, it's this weird finding what's comfortable for you, but who knows after this fall and winter in the Midwest, what it's going to look like number wise here. Yeah. 100%. And it's like, I keep going, going, I'm going to cancel my gym membership because I haven't been back to the gym yet. I have my free weights in the basement that I use. Right. Um, I'm like, I don't know if I want to wear a mask because here we have to wear masks. Um, At the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, do I want to wear a mask inside? Do I want to sweat? People are like huffing and puffing and grunting and groaning and, yeah, you know. And that's, um, I, that was one of mine. Like I had signed up for a gym membership in January of 2020 and I was going three times a week. And then of course, right. March happened. And then my gym went against the executive orders and opened early. So then I was like, all mm. right, I'm in a contract for a year. And then they continued to charge me, but I ended up canceling it. But then they were like, come on, come back. And I'm like, why do I, why would I feel safe there? If you already prove to me that you don't give up. You're not going to enforce this. Yeah. 
So I was like, mm, no, no. So I've got equipment downstairs now. Something to do. It's- yeah, you know, it's like I have my routine and it's a, it's a you know, pretty intense routine. And um, you can do a lot with free weights and push-ups and sit-ups and, you know, I feel like it's it's worked really well and I'm like I would like to get back and use some of the machines and really like you know get back into it but at the same time I'm just not sure I'm ready yet yep that's you know it's this weird and I'm I have my introverted moments in general I'm an extrovert I would say at least and I'm finding more and more. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going. Mm-mm, just not happening. Yeah. You know? Like, like I said, the movies, it's a small amount of people. I'm okay. But if it comes to like another reason to get the holiday shopping done, I'm not going in a freaking mall. Oh my God. Right. Oh my God. I'm not dealing with that many people. So <laughs> I can't do it. It's like, all right, let's, let's maintain our anxiety level, keep it lower, but I don't know. And I don't know what this effect is going to be on like these movies coming out. Like, have any of them gotten super huge box office numbers yet? I think Eternals was doing pretty well already for the midnight showings. Uh, I mean, you know, No Time to Die did well. Um, but that's bomb. That's always going to do well. So. Yeah, I think it's still a band. I think it's still the big blockbusters people are going out to see. I think it's the small films that people are like, well, I can wait till it gets home. Right. You know, Which, and I, I understand that. Yes, but then again, back to awards, they have to have so many days or whatever in theaters in order to be considered. Yeah. So I understand them opening in theaters. Um, and, you know, and some of the ones like that are coming on Netflix that they purchased that are also getting theater openings. Mm-hmm. I find that an interesting model too, because, you know, these people, like, are they, are they trying to break the streaming ones into the awards or, you know? Well, <clears throat> well, when it comes to that, it is interesting because there's still somewhat of a backlash against non-theatrical films. I don't think it's as prevalent as people want to make it out to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Casey Affleck won for Manchester by the Sea. That was, I think, the first big Amazon uh, Oscar win. You know, and that Netflix got in with Mudbound, um, Mary J. Blige got a nomination, uh, Roma, obviously, you know, it won and won Best Director. So, I mean, they're getting in there, but Roma was definitely in theaters. Right. So you could see it in theaters. Um, I, like people keep saying Dune needs to be seen in a theater. I haven't watched it yet and people keep telling me how boring it is. So I'm like torn, but, you know. Very, uh, to me, it was boring. I but yeah, I yeah. what whatever. I but, know it's like one of those things. It's like well, you should see it in theaters because it's so pretty. But then it's like are you gonna fall asleep? Uh, I have a hard time if if I'm gonna see a movie in a theater, I want to make sure it's a theatrical experience, not just it's a theatrical experience for the film, but that you can't see it anywhere else. Right. Like, if I can just click on it at home, why am I gonna go see it? Now I will say Matrix will probably be my yeah. exemption. Because my Keanu love, love the Keanu. But um, the Matrix series, one of my favorite series, I've seen all of them in the theaters, uh, even re-releases or whatever it may have been. But the Marvel ones, there's very few, like, there's, yes, it's a great film experience in theaters, but you can also enjoy it greatly at home. You know, I don't know that some of the Marvel ones, okay, some of them I obviously, well, all of them I obviously see in theaters, but like in this past year, how many movies can you think of that you've watched at home that you go, oh, this would have been better in theaters? None. There's only and one for I me. See, I saw Black Widow in theaters mm-hmm. because a friend of mine wanted to go. And AMC was very kind because she was more freaked out about COVID. And there was people, we checked the seats and people were a little too close and they switched us around so that they blocked our this all the seats around us. Nice. So no one could actually buy them. I thought it was really nice of them. Very accommodating. Um, That's nice, yes. Very accommodating. And uh, I give them props for that because it was great. Because then it was, we were both, she still wore her mask. I was chopping my popcorn like a wildebeest at the right. trough. So it doesn't really matter. You can um, just fill the mask with popcorn. <laughs> just fill it in and then just munch it through the Nothing's mask. getting in there when I'm eating popcorn. Because it's, it's just a constant flow just right flowing. down the gullet. 
right you know, between soda and popcorn it's like no that's dinner and lunch um and right. calories for two weeks but um the film notwithstanding being mediocre uh i i didn't really feel like i had to see it in the theaters i could have just watched it at home but right. i'm fine with it the only one um, and i mean for me like the effects wise and all that whatever um and it's probably going to win awards for something or another but um godzilla versus kong there was oh, yeah. some effects in that that i could see would be better in a theater yeah i mean i thought the movie was stupid as hell oh yeah but, absolutely. Um, no no disagreement there <laughs> like, but wow did they even try to make logic work no but i get your point it, you know it, it was still i still when it ended i still was like yeah all right you know whatever it was yeah. fun people got beat up it's a I monster okay movie they're all kind of <clears throat> but that one i like, kept going why was kyler kyle chandler in this movie was right. he like obligated contractually Probably. because he was in a two scenes and he was like his daughter is just running around with godzilla and king kong and he's like cool i'm like no right no not even worried about his kid just eh, whatever but yeah, you know peace out fighting and the monsters roar or whatever you could see the sound right and, yeah so that's and there's something you know the theatrical experience is really fun because it makes you focus on the movie god willing people aren't around you on their phones um oh my god they were doing that last makes you... in the screening and i was like this is a this is like a way early screening it doesn't come out till the beginning of december and yeah. both sides of me and there was a kid with headphones and playing on a phone next to me and i was like i would have lost it what is going on then don't be here right. like go go outside or go stay home well and actually and this one was because other than myself and a couple other press members the they were the family members of children that were actually in the movie mm. so that would make me think they'd want to pay attention more yeah think i mean you know, but you know i would if i was a parent i would be like put the phone away yeah they handed it to um, me so yeah i would have murdered that child but that's just me when i just go so. okay don't look that way with the light blaring in my eyes and that way and the movie's in black and white so it's also very high contrast so oh god second one this week because belfast is black and white except for it is couple things yeah i'm actually interested to see it i don't know how depressing it'll be it um did you see it already yeah was it was it good i didn't hate it um, oh great it's like a 12 percent. no it's not it's it's a decent story but it just like you know when i came out and they they always take a little blurb from us afterwards it just seemed like it was a story to not really have a destination so you know and it had like they played with light and color and stuff so that was kind of neat but it was just kind of it's it's definitely a movie for you it is definitely a pocket of time yeah so that is the type of thing you like so i you do like those i can't it. deny so yeah so that one that one and then uh come on come on all black and white hmm. so and then you said you won't see that one because like i said it's emotional and raw so Exactly. Speaking of emotional and raw, yes, sir. Let's go to my choice. Your movie and <clears throat> my choice of this week, which I mean, we've really gotten off topic a lot, but that's okay. Um, my choice of this week awesome. for my my feel good film is Legally Blonde, uh huh, starring Miss Reese Witherspoon in the career making defining role of her life. That she will never have a role that would be better. No one can ever convince me differently. Now. Um, this was uh, 2001. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tracking to see when did the other movie I Love Her in come out? She had a string of romantic comedies there for a while. She had Legally Blonde, uh, the Just Like Heaven, Sweet Home <laughs> Alabama. I yeah, love there's that a lot one. that I enjoyed her in. You know what I mean? She, she did a really good chunk of those films that are very similar in that feel good fun. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama is awesome. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. It's, it's adorable. Absolutely. You know, um, yeah. even just like heaven, it's not great, but it's still fun. It's like a beat. 
it's definitely a fluff, a fluffy movie. Yeah, that's not like Legally Blonde is okay. So funny. Here's a funny story. I was um, at Comic Con with my friend Billy, um, and he's like, you know, like, oh, I'm Billy. And is I that what like, Billy sounds like? Because he didn't sound like that when I met him. But yeah. Yeah, that that's somebody sounds like. He's like, oh, I'm Billy. How are you, I'm Billy? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we know your name, Billy. So I I was dead that day because I got we were up. I mean, this was like the Saturday of Comic Con, and you know, the Saturday of Comic Con, you go out. You you know, generally speaking, if you're a normal human. But we had to be up early to get the line drawings for the tickets, and Billy didn't get anything. Um, I ended up that day. My friend Alicia was helping with some little autograph signings, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she got thrown into a wall. So I had to pull her off of the wall and save her from the massive crowds of people just running everywhere. So oh Billy my and my other friend Russell, they lo- they left me and they ditched me, and they got in the line earlier. And I just said, "Screw it! I'm going to stay in the end. I'm not." You know, it was. The year of Suicide Squad and uh, Wonder Woman and a bunch of others. People were like, like freaking out for that. And we were first in line to get in to the convention center. Yeah. And it just, people poured in from other areas. And it was a horrible, horrible thing. So uh, by the time we got up there, Suicide Squad was gone, which was the big movie before it came out. People thought it sucked. Um, and then <laughs> Wonder Woman and this knew. one. Uh huh. Before people knew. And so... Um, we were up there, I, you know, in line. They all got through. Billy Drew and didn't get it. I was, you know, so I told Alicia, I'm like, just go home. You know, she had scraped up some little blood splatters. And I'm like, well, just go draw for Supergirl. I love Supergirl. And right. you can go home, get, get the, you know. And so she got the wristband for that. So I was in line. I was shooting the shit with the DC guy. And he felt so bad that he ended up giving me an extra wristband for Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman. Oh, no. So, it was really nice of him. And of course, you know, Billy's like, well, you could give me one. I said, no. No. And um, you left me. You left me in the dust. Right, Billy? You left me in the dust. Oh, I'm Billy. Oh, I'm going to go draw. And I was like, Okay, so off, we need Billy. to make sure that Billy listens to this episode, by the way. I'm fr- I tell him this all the time. I, I, I was just insulting him the other day. So, and then I ended up getting uh, the signing for Ash versus the Evil Dead. And there was something, I mean, like, it was a lot. Like, it was back to back to back to back to back. By the time I was done with the day, I has, didn't eat. I didn't drink anything. I was dehydrated. And my friend Mike saw me in line for Ash versus the Evil Dead, which was outside in the blazing heat, um, which was great. It was a full cast. I loved that show. And he goes, dude, are you going to die? And I go, yes. If I don't make it through this signing, I'm going to die. And... It, it was, I got the poster because, of course, I had to get the poster. I think I got like something else cool too that day. And so we were walking, I was walking from there's like a little parking lot over the bridge to the Hilton where I was uh, staying. And literally, I had to go, okay, just make it to the steps. Oh no. Just make it up the steps. You can make, just make it halfway through the bridge. Just make it over the bridge. Okay, you're almost at the Hilton. Get to the Hilton. Now you're at the Hilton. Just get to the elevator. Now you're in the elevator. Get up the elevator and get into the room. So I got into the room and it was that bad. Like I was dying and we had bought a case of water and I pounded half the case of water. That's how bad it was. And then this little voice in the, yeah. Just not good, Michael. It's not good. And then, and, and, and I, I, a voice in my head said, get your posters out of the tube you were carrying because it wasn't super sturdy. Put them in your, in your big, your, your, your protected, you know, PVC tube. And I said, okay, self, I'm talking to myself like I'm another human. Like it was like two different humans. So I put him in and I laid down in the bed and the bed felt like it was enveloping me. And I sweated. Like it was just like, the whole bed was soaked. It was disgusting. Thank God I was sleeping by myself that night. Well, you overtaxed your system, dude. Mm -hmm. So Billy starts knocking at the door. I'm like, I'm not getting up. (laughs) So I crawled out of bed. Billy's like, oh, I'm Billy. And I'm like, yeah, I know you're Billy. Like, I'm going to die. I can't go home. And I go, well, sleep on the floor then. So I actually offered him to stay in the bed. He's like, oh, just stay on the floor. So he lays on the floor. And I'm like, we need, he's like, are we going to eat? And I go, I guess I need food. So we ordered room service. I got um, a club it's sandwich. ridiculous, but yeah. Whatever. And so. I, we ended up, I started to feel better and we were clicking the TV and Legally Blonde was on and I was like, oh, Legally Blonde. And we ended up watching Legally Blonde. That's our, fun, our memory of Comic-Con is eating club sandwiches and watching Legally Blonde when everyone's out partying. 
and because we were exhausted and dead. But if you go to any convention or like if you do any press junket and they have you go, go, go. Like when I stayed with mm-hmm. you, I was yeah. crashing so hard every night because I had four days of going nonstop and no real yeah. food because that's another issue. But that wasn't on me. That was the planner's problem. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your body gets to a point. You just need that break. So yeah, my body shut down, and it's one of my favorite memories. I mean, Legally Blonde is one of those movies I can quote. I quote all the time. When I dress up like a frigid bitch, I try not to act so constipated. Right. But one of the best oh my gosh. lines. And you know, and I mean, there's so here, many. Their dynamic in this movie versus their dynamic in um, Cruel Intentions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, so this isn't their first time working together, and they're probably just like, all right, let's play. So you know. Yeah, and Selma Blair was also really great as the bitch. Like the yeah. one moment where she's like, "We're we're um." He really was. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, and she's in in class, and Reese Witherspoon's like, "Oh," and and Helen Taylor's like, "Do you support Vivian? Do you support me asking Elle to leave?" And she's like, "Yes, I do." And she does a little turn back. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, Sal!" I was like, "I love right? it." And she was like, oh, "It was so great." Um, but I mean, it was just what- so fun. The thing that always makes me laugh now is like when she's going to buy the computer and you go and see the MacBook or whatever. Mm-hmm. Were they even MacBooks at the time? But the Mac laptop at the time and that just the technology, that big gaudy ass stuff. And I'm like, the, Man, it was orange. I know it too bad. They couldn't get her pink, but That's what I said, I go, because she made a joke about orange, how she talked Cameron Diaz out of buying the truly heinous orange sweater. Right. And then she bought the orange laptop. I'm like, uh, 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 uh. But it was the only one available with color other than yeah, blue or gray or whatever. So yeah. I get it, but they could have at least done like an Elwood's pink for that scene. That's what I said, you know. No, but, they probably were afraid to because they would have had all of the girls going, oh my God, where's my pink one? I want the pink right. one just like in the movie. But that could have been a great marketing thing. And they could have went with it and had. If they did it now, they probably would have. Well, no, now it's all the rose gold and the blush pink and the. Right. Yeah, blah. But, uh, you know, this movie is one of those movies. It ends so fun. You know, even the the song um, by Hoku, I think it's Hoku. uh, Sun's up a little after 10. I mean, it it ends that right moment. You just feel good. It, it ends is. with such a powerful, fun moment, and and um, you just can't help but smile. Well, and you know, and you it know? makes me laugh too because you know she she gets into Harvard, and everybody's like, "But her degrees in fashion." A mm-hmm. lot of people don't realize, like, you don't need a base in legal or anything to go to law school. You just have to have a bachelor's right. and pass the test. That's it. Yeah, it could be a degree in polka dots. Nobody freaking cares as long as you're right. smart enough to get in. So and it, it, it was great. I mean, and the point where she's looking at the wall and they're like, oh, look, Vivian got it. And then Matt Davis got it. And then that leaves one spot for, and she turns like me. It's like, oh, she just nailed that role. Right. So, and it's just like the perky side of her came out. The only thing I will say, the second, like the sequel, not my Don't favorite. Don't talk about it. Don't it's not my it. favorite. It's like Grease too. No, okay. Not my favorite. So. Okay, don't be dissing on my Grease too. Compared to the original. It's better. Mm, mm. Agree to disagree. Mm. You want to know? Do you really want to know what I want in a guy? <laughs> and the devil want a mean machine with hell in his eyes. Anyway. Devil, devil in skin tight leather. It's going to be one of the rings. Oh, definitely. Fine night. Oh, I want to ride. I want a cool ooh, 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 rider. A cool ooh, 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 rider. So obviously this this whole episode has not stayed on track at all. <laughs> we are not on track. I'm I'm busting out cool rider and uh you know FIC season. But you know, that's part of it. It it, it is fun. These are fun movies they and are. they're movies that 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 are good to 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 lighten the mood. I think that's really kind of fun, kind of neat, you know. I will say legally blonde too is not my favorite. It was like a B minus at best. Yeah, I've seen it many times. I still like the character, um, and it was still great that they brought Alana Yu back and right. um, uh, her other friend back, and, and though they were fun, uh, you know, Jennifer Coolidge is awesome. 
I yeah, love her. The whole in this movie role. is made. The whole movie is made. The Legally Blonde too by her saying, "You look like the Fourth of July. I want a hot dog Not real so. bad." Yes. Brilliant. So and yes. that makes the movie that made that's the movie scene. Everyone right. quotes it because oh. it's so good. They forget how shitty the movie is. Right. And that movie has three, four Oscar winners. Three. Wow. Well, okay. Movie. Yeah. Octavia Spencer, which was the she was a security guard at the Gucci plant. Reese Witherspoon, Regina King, and Sally Field. Right. But it's still just a B-ish uh-huh. movie. I mean, it's okay. It's not, it's it's, but it's not the one that I would put on to watch all the time. Like, if I got a choice between no. watching Legally Blonde and Legally Blonde 2. Right. It's kind of like the Miss Congeniality movies. I'll watch the mm-hmm. first one. The second one, okay. You know. And the second one has Regina King. And maybe it's Regina King. That's the problem. Oh, let's not say that. I like her. So. <laughs> I like her, too. She's been very nice to me. But I'm like, hmm. Yeah, she maybe, did Legally Blonde 2 and Miss Congeniality 2, and they were both not good. But that could just, they were trying to push out sequels too fast without a decent. Yeah, the writing, the, I, I see what they were trying to do with Legally Blonde 2. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not, and Miss Congeniality 2, it's funny. Okay, it's Miss Congeniality 2. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning in as if it's, I'm telling you a secret. Uh, I was talking to, um, I was talking to the guy who played uh, the the gay, the, uh, I forgot his name, from American Housewife. Uh, oh my God, he's in everything. Dietrich Bader. Okay. I was talking to him at the American Housewife event. I, I go, because we were at we went bowling with the cast of American Housewife. And we were just, you know, we were, on, we were, we were just shooting the shit. And I was like, I got to tell you, one of my favorite guilty pleasures is Legally Blonde too. And he goes, that's not winning any GLAAD awards, is it? <laughs> No, most likely not. <laughs> most likely not. But you know, and it's, it's funny because Michael Caine wouldn't come back for that role, right? And so it's like, well, they had to just substitute another gay guy in there. That I mean, did they already have it written, thinking that it would be Michael Caine, and then they they just Michael Caine, Michael Caine did Jaws: The Revenge. How bad does this have to be for him to be like, no, no, I right. can't do this. And he did he, company business. He did the shit. If you look at his filmography, he, has some he was doing anything that was passed on to him. Right. But and, I mean, you know, it could be just the over-the-top nature. And he's just like, no, not going to do it again. That's played out, you know, because as we know, gay men in Hollywood, or at least in the movies, compared to reality, that's a very small totally percentage. totally different. I know very small percentage of that super flamboyant whatever um but the movies that's any gay mm-hmm. person out there right it's kind of funny so because you know, the movies are always the extreme versions of every kind of character i mean that just makes it work you know it is but but you know here we are I, our movies have uh our discussion today has gone so off track i don't even know how we stayed uh in in the same universe but um we did it yeah Magically. we didn't i told stories about billy and <laughs> <laughs> I, I think every week should be a new billy story you uh, want to hear another billy story i was literally making fun of him today to him i mean as i do every day oh yeah yeah we're in a group thread with two of my other friends my friend russell and scotty and we're talking about something i said oh i sent over the palm springs because they announced Kristen stewart was getting the palm springs award um and Billy was like, oh, so she can yell at me again? I'm like, oh, that's the greatest story ever. So great. And we were yet, in a you're Q&A still for friends with him. You're still friends with him. Despite I love him. Billy. I, it's one of those things, like, if you don't bust somebody's balls, what are you, what are you there for? Um, <laughs> we were there, and Billy, and Billy, you know, he's hobbling over, you know. The, the, it's, it's a Q&A for On the Road, and he hobbled over, like, you know, uh, a sloth. And she, I went up to her and I, she sent a magazine for me. Really easy, super nice. So thank you. Billy comes up with this Twilight poster. And she's like, oh, oh, this is for you. Is this for you? What are you going to do with this? And starts yelling at him. And he's like, do the last one I need. And she's like, oh, you need? You need me on Twilight? What are you going to do with this? You're going to. And, and started just going off. And I'm just sitting back going, I love life. <laughs> I love every minute. 
Because he could have easily said, you know, he could have taken the moment, stepped back and said, you know, this is for my sister who loved the series. Yeah. De-escalate everything right there. No. Right. No, not Billy. Oh, I need you on it. Oh. (sighs) It was amazing. There's so many stories. Oh, my God. There was. (laughs) I shouldn't tell the other two. Because it makes him sound even stupider. But he's a nice guy. He's I a- love Billy. Yeah. I just invited him to Thanksgiving. He's but- awesome. He's a really great guy. He's big in Canada, he says. Um, what? <laughs> can't even make this shit up. Oh, I love life. Okay, I don't know how I get started. This literally this conversation went from movies we love to FYC season to Legally Blonde, to ripping on Billy, which is my normal routine, I guess. This is probably every day. There was... <laughs> um, <laughs> He's so dumb. He's so dumb. <laughs> but we all have those... I have videos. I, I, I literally said, I text today. In my text today, I said, when I die, I'm going to relive the Kristen Stewart moment at the Q&A for at least a month. <laughs> and I go, there's a couple more. And I said, you know, we're going to, I'm just going to use that as, 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 you know, eternity. Just going back to those moments and watching you make a fool of yourself. It's really fun for me. Oh my God, Mike. <laughs> You're being an ass. Of course I am. I'm an ass. I know that. Everyone knows that. This is true. But there's, okay, there was a point. We're at the SAG Awards. And <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the one story because it's just me. <laughs> I can't tell you the story. I just, I, I wrote it down. I, I make fun of him all the time. I should make it into a gift. Um, but so we're sitting there and he, Billy thinks he sees Edie Falco. Okay. It's not Edie Falco. It's Amy Aquino, who was also, who's in Bosch and she was in Brooklyn Bridge and character actress. And she's also one of the members of SAG um, in the, on the board. And he's like, Edie, Edie. Well, Edie, when you scream it at the top of your lung, sounds like Amy. So and she I'm like, turns. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Billy, that's not her. That's not Edie Falco. Billy. And Billy can't, he's in his zone. Like, he thinks Edie Falco is coming over. And I'm like, that's Amy Aquino, Billy. That's Amy Aquino, Billy. It's Amy Aquino, Billy. Not even. He's, and he doesn't even remember me saying it. And I'm saying it over and over and over. So what happens? Amy Aquino starts coming over, surrounded by press. Oh, no. photographers and everything and I have the whole thing I'm taking pictures of her going her trying to sign and going wait that's not me ah, da, 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 da. and Billy's like no that's you that's you and my she goes that's Edie Falco and I go Billy it's Amy Aquino oh <laughs> bless and he's like oh I'm Billy <laughs> he does not say that yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mike, you're so mean. <laughs> oh. oh, stories. Oh, bless. Every week is going to be a new Billy story. Do you have enough to entertain and every episode oh. with a Billy story? Jesus, do I have stories? No, but is Billy ever going to listen? Billy doesn't know how to click on something online, let alone listen to a podcast. Fair. All right. <laughs> goodness all right so all right, we- sorry i was totally digressing there <laughs> um covered our but, feel you know, good when i can install billy that's a feel-good movie i should write that into a movie insult billy that should just be the title turn the, all of his stories into like a short form thing figure something out like maybe he's the last one standing because you know in a horror movie because you know he, the killer's coming and he's like hey what's up just so oblivious mm-hmm. he's walking past michael Mott with the machete and he's like oh oh i gotta tie my shoe you know or, oops you drop this hands on the knife and keeps going right all right so on that <laughs> well so next week um yes, do you have a subject for next week or should i have a subject for next week because i do have one if you don't if you have one go ahead okay so i wanted and i was thinking about doing it, and next week you can plan something i always pick them you and i kind of sort of feel bad and no, i don't though no i don't <laughs> no you but don't. um I'm, i'll give you the opportunity so i i'm thinking of doing 90s 
cult classics that we feel are cult classics that maybe the world hasn't seen. Oh, shit. <clears throat> uh-huh. Hmm. So I, um, I'm going to say this is a cult classic because it is to me, and it really should be. And it is the, uh, and I believe it's 1990. That's the thing. Okay. Well, it's a whole decade. I mean, you know. I know. Well, and I, I just pulled, I just typed in 90s cult classics because yeah. I'm like, let's see, let's see. Which so of these? I, I'm picking, and this doesn't have to be like what people think are cult classics. It's a cult classic to you or a film that you love from that era that isn't necessarily like the mainstream popular. I'm going to pick the 1991 comedy Soap Dish. What the hell is that? It stars, again, Sally Field from Legally Blonde 2. It's honestly one of the best comedies. It's so funny if you get into it. it it's, a, it's a stellar cast. It's uh, Sally Field, Whoopi Goldberg, Kathy Moriarty, Robert Downey Jr., Elizabeth Shue, Kevin Klein, Terry Hatcher. Um, Kathy and Jimmy is also in it in a small role. It's really, really funny. And uh, it's about a soap opera, like behind the scenes of a soap opera and all the shenanigans that go on. Huh. super funny it, it, it's um i happen to own the prop one of the props from the movie actually of course you do but I'm, I'm like and i have a cast line poster as well but you know well and i'm going through this the popular cult movies from the 90s and there's some of them that i absolutely love and then one of them it's made me stop and pause and go that was the 90s fight club was 99 yeah wow shit and that's not really a cult. I wouldn't say it's a cult movie. That's more of a mainstream popular movie. Because, well, yeah, that's the thing. Let's see. It's it, the Play Club is an amazing film. I mean, that, that oh, could absolutely be is. I'm trying to see. I mean, and it lists like Sandlot and Hocus Pocus and Blues Brothers 2000. No, that's awful. I know. That's why I'm like, hmm. I mean, Sandlot's amazing, but I don't, again, I don't know if I consider that a cult movie either because that was such a, people found that really, I mean, like, look at how many shirts are out there. You know, no, someone no, else's body. this day or socks no. that show up for your birthday, you know? Yeah. Um, huh. Huh, 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 huh. It, yeah, next year I'm choosing and I'm going to come for next year. Next week I'm choosing. <laughs> next <laughs> year I'm a choosing. Ooh, I mean, next dude. year really isn't that far away. We're like 50 <laughs> days true. from Christmas, which is scary as hell. It really is. I'm Billy. Next year, I'll choose something. <laughs> uh, so this one is definitely a cult classic one and one that is mainstream sort of now and popular. We're going to watch Mall Rats. Oh, yeah. Was that in the 90s? Uh, let me see, 95. 95. And it's wow, that seems later. So, yeah, that's the I same thing. I haven't seen that one in a long time. I really, um, Kevin Smith and I have a love-hate relationship. I, I liked Clerks. I loved Chasing Amy. I liked Mulrush when it first came out. When I watched it again, I was like, wow, Jason London. Is it Jeremy London or Jason London? And that I can't remember because oh, I can do the London mixed up. Um, but he was so terrible. Jeremy, lead. but I'm um, it's Jeremy, yeah, because Jason was in Dazed, um, and he's a way better actor. Jeremy was oh, um, but Shannon, you know Shannon Doherty, always a always awesome in in that. And you ben know, and Affleck it's funny that I would choose that because I hate Ben Affleck. But however, with a fiery passion, you hate Ben Affleck. I do, but in this role, he kind of gets what's coming to him too. So, yeah, you know. You know. So, all right. So, mall rats and soap dish. Mm-hmm. Two completely wildly divergent films, but <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. I mean, I like, you know, it's kind of nice to do some comedies here, too. Yeah. So, all right. I'm curious to see what you think about soap dish. No. Okay. So, I want to say this ahead of time being a kid from the 80s and 90s, you know, mm-hmm. watching soap operas with our grandparents. Is this one that's going to be? Something I can understand and relate to. Oh yeah. Okay. I never watched soap operas at all, and I, I thought it was hilarious. My grandmother, we would always watch The Price Is Right, and then um, not all my children. One life to live. And that's what it was. Mm. When I was in undergrad, 
doing art projects, I would put on the TV. And the only thing on in the middle of the day when I was home between classes and when I was working midnights was all my children. So I watched that for uh, design school because I mean, it's mindless. It's something that can just play. It's not, yeah. you know, and if somebody dies, you know, they're coming back anyhow. So what the fuck? Right. So. Well, this is fun. They really skewered that and they skewered the whole soap opera. Okay. Um, Good. Thing. Whole genre. Yeah. It's, it's fun. But it's, if you don't, if you don't watch soap operas, you don't need it. It's not really about that, but okay, it's good. really the well done film. It was, it was really uh, unfortunate. It didn't, get as much love when it came out because i thought it was really a well-done comedy see and i've never heard of it granted when it came out i was definitely not um definitely not the market for it i wasn't born yet so you know i know it's amazing how that happens yeah well i keep regressing in age so that really helps yeah delusional it's all good it's because of collagen. If you take collagen, you just start getting younger in age. I thought it was that that uh, bog water or whatever. Oh, dude, my bog, my face cream, my my bog face cream is discontinued. I don't know what to do in my last jar. I'm really just, I'm, it, it's a really tragic thing. I don't know if I can continue. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. You're going to have to find another formula. I, I don't know if I can. I, I feel like... I should just reach for the glass of bleach now and just call it a day. Oh, you poor dear. So. No, life is hard. All right. So on that note, we will be back next week discussing soap dish and mall rats. And mm-hmm. Mike will hopefully have found new face cream. So. <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen. <laughs> we will see. All right. Until next week. Bye. Bye.